ho, ho, ho. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Santa. Hello, Danny. I've never seen you specifically when I've stopped by. Oh, hi, Santa. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad to meet you. Glad to meet you, too. Ho, ho, ho. How's everybody doing? We're doing Good. great. We're how, great. How are you, sir? I know you're busy this time of year. It means a lot that you that you made time out of your busy schedule to stop by the podcast. Well, of course I did, Jessica. Because <laughs> did you just forget my name? Of course not. I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> how could Santa Claus forget your name? Yeah, Jess, go easy on him. Sorry, I'm sorry. I know he's really busy this time of year. My my apologies. Well, I'm stopping by. Ho ho ho! Just gotta reset my voice there. Ho ho ho! <laughs> I'm stopping by because on previous podcasts I came off a certain way, and I want to apologize for that. This year's been tough on Santa Claus. Oh no. Oh, I'm sorry. I was against masks last year. And if you asked, am I anti-vax? Not anymore. But I was. You see, Santa caught COVID. And now I understand. Some would say it shouldn't have to happen to you for you to understand. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello. Merry Christmas. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. We hope you're all having yourself a merry little Christmas. Cheers to, to you all, and uh, I hope you're all out wassailing among the leaves of green. <laughs> My favorite Christmas song. Yep, it's Christmas Day when you're hearing this, it, I guess. No, this comes out on the 22nd. Isn't that Christmas Day? Not last time I checked. Have you been celebrating Christmas on the 22nd all these years? That's why you get all those presents on the 22nd. You never complained before. Well, I thought you were just like late for my birthday or something. (laughs) Well, it's Christmas. No matter what date you celebrate Christmas on, it is Christmas. It's Christmas all over again. As in golden days. As in... (laughs) Golden days of yore. <laughs> golden days as in golden days. I guess we'll have to get into the lyrics. I don't... Oh, we're I mean, just I, jumping right in. No, 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 no. When we do the song, we'll get into the lyrics. Because <laughs> today we are doing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It takes my brain... And I did it right. It took my brain quite a lot not to say uh, the other one, which now I'm not saying... We wish you a Merry we Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. They're very easy for me to mix up, but... Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, the first song off of Let It Snow Baby, Let It Rain, Dear. Very exciting. The, the the mission statement to the world at large for what is a Reliant K Christmas. Yes, sure, Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands came out first, but not as many people owned that as yep. would ultimately own or stream 
Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear. So, so this is the song that really that really sets the tone for yeah, the rest of the album. It's kind of like the pilot song, if you will. I don't know if I'd choose this one. This is more of a closer to me, but that's just me. It sort of has that slow, sleepy, dreamy kind of thing going on for it. We'll talk about it, but we got many more important things to talk about this week. Oh, okay. We do have voicemails, but I thought first we'd talk about following up from I Hate Christmas Parties. We actually went to my company Christmas party. So two... Major events happened at the Christmas party. It was a very lovely night. That it was. And it was at a nice restaurant in Silver Lake. This really beautiful restaurant that was like built up against a hill. So that the patio area was kind of like in the hill. And there was like trees coming through parts of the areas where the tables were. Very nice restaurant. And they filled the trees with lights and stuff. Really great. Open bar. That was fantastic. Open bar reception, like Jimmy Eat World. So, two major events happened at the party that we have to talk about. One we tweeted about. Yep. And that was, did someone at the party do a very long rap with no musical accompaniment about our year at the company? Yes, they did. <laughs> it was fantastic. Amazing. I don't know how much we can talk about it. Without maybe, like, doxing our company or whatever. And I also don't want it to come off as a thing where I'm, like, mocking my coworker. But, like, like because it took incredible bravery for him to yeah, do this. Yeah, it was amazing. And, he's, and, I, and I know that he's done similar things like this. Like, he's written poems and stuff for the company. What's even better, stuff. what's even better is that he then the next day sent out the transcript all four pages of the rap. For anyone who missed it. Because everyone kind of knows that this person at our thing writes, you know, at our thing writes like slam poetry and rap and stuff. So it For was those who amazing. don't know, I'm beep, beep, the dopest wordsmith that you ever will see. Did you notice my initials M and M? But no, I'm not saying that I'm him. Who? I'm not slim shady. I'm a little bit oh. thicker, but my rum- rhymes come out just a little bit slicker. Oh, I don't freestyle. This I'm old silly. school this like is... Don Draper. <laughs> I write out my words on some wrapping paper. Oh, wrapping paper. Is this the Silly Shoes episode? Should we get my coworker <laughs> on the Silly Shoes episode? Yes. You know, to be honest, I kind of wanted to try to pursue asking if like John Rubin would be a guest in our Silly Shoes episode because uh-huh. he's closely tied to Relying K. Did that, you know, not only did that song uh, Nuisance with Matt Thiessen, but toured with Relying K a lot. So I was like, oh, it'd be fun to have tried to talk to him on that episode. I think we should get my coworker instead. Agreed. <laughs> so we're sit. Jessica and I are like wallflowers <clears throat> at this party because that's just like who we are. Yep. We're wallflowers. And we're sitting in a corner and it starts up and I'm like, I look at Jessica and I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't have known specifically it was coming, but I know that this, this, like I said, this coworker of mine does have, does do these things on Zoom meetings. So I'm like, this makes total sense. But then I'm like, well, I don't know what the employees of the restaurant are thinking right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were not the only company Christmas party there either right. because it was sort of it's sort of this like bigger, cool sort of bar restaurant type thing in Silver Lake. Like there's trees everywhere inside and I described out. That. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I'm enjoying my cup of Yuletide cheer. I apologize. <laughs> but we weren't the only company there, you were saying. So you- Yeah, so I'm like Everybody else, he had a microphone. Everybody else in this establishment can hear this. <laughs> it was like the Dundee. Well, that's what immediately what I thought of. Yeah. It's like, what is everybody else in the Chili's thinking right now? I felt God in that Chili's that night. Same. Well, it was, it was totally outrageous, and it was a good time. But then... The, the thing that maybe means we shouldn't be talking about the rap from that <laughs> night happens next. And this became, so I was like, oh, the main thing we're going to lead the show with is talking about the rap at my office for my office Christmas party. No, now we got to talk about this. We're actually getting ready to leave. And someone else comes up to us and is like, hey, and I'm like, hey, person I haven't seen in a long time because of COVID and everything. And... He's like, I gotta ask you something. So I was thinking about this band that I hadn't thought about in a long time, Reliant K. <laughs> and I'm like, this is only going one way. <laughs> this is only going one way. There's no other coincidence that's gonna happen. There's only one way that this story goes from here. So, so someone at my company figured out that this show exists and that I do it. Instantly, maybe like, well, damn, now we can't talk about the rap from the Christmas party. Which we said to him. Which we said to him. And he's like, oh, I just got here. I missed that. He's like, I missed it. So it's, it's you're good. It's all good. And I, it was left ambiguous if he'd be listening to this episode or not. Yeah. So it was not only the first time we'd ever been like found. <laughs> found. Not only the first time we'd ever been like identified. you out. <laughs> It's not just that it was like this. It's like Danny's nightmare. He's always worried that people are going to like that he knows, but don't necessarily know about this podcast are going to put two and two together. I just don't like really need people in our real lives to necessarily know about this. (laughs) It's not even like, it's not even like I want to badmouth people, but I just don't want that, like that, that thing hanging over me of like thinking your parents are in the audience or Mm -hmm. whatever, which we have told our parents about this, this podcast. But we know that our parents are never going to nope. follow through on how to download and listen to a podcast. So we've, it's played safe to tell some, them. we've played some of it for my parents before. They're like, oh, that's so cute. Like, yeah, they're never going to listen. <laughs> never going to listen to it. But someone, <laughs> uh, this coworker, went online, thought about Reliant K, went to their Twitter account, and saw that tweet where we jokingly inserted ourselves into the promo photo. And then... Hoops or whoever retweeted it and jokingly said, we're a seven piece now. And that was like this, that amazing moment where the first time we'd ever been retweeted from the Reliant K official Twitter account. So, so he sees that. He sees and that and he's, he's like, like he's, at first he doesn't get it. At first he doesn't get it because he doesn't see like Sadie Hawkins pot or whatever. But then he sees my picture and he's like, hmm. And then he goes to Sadie Hawkins pod and our bios are in the, uh, our, our, the links to our own personal Twitter accounts are in the bio to the page. 
to, to the art to the podcast so it was all there to be found it was all there to be figured out so then we had a whole conversation with him about how we started the podcast and all this stuff and you know it's, there, it was good times there were times like one before covid in the office where my boss was listening to blink 182 in the office and i was going to go to tell him about blink 155 and i'm like well the trail there is not going to lead directly to us but it could so I would rather not mention that there are such things as song by song podcasts and God forbid that in any way, God forbid. he. I list- thought you just didn't want him to know about your 19 other Twitter accounts associated with Blink-155. Well, there's that as well. But the idea that it could lead to any of that, I was like, this isn't worth it. So it was really funny and shocking and. Uh, I don't know, same reason we didn't mention, I don't know if we should mention people's names, because we still want to kind of, I don't know. <laughs> so, if you're out there listening, shout out. hey, shout out. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> this episode goes out to you. <laughs> Have yourself oh, a merry little Christmas. Oh, and not only that, but then he listened to the Pink Tux episode. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, why did you listen to that episode? He's like, well, and it turned out, and we hadn't brought this to the episode he has he's the youtuber the youtube account that has the most popular fmv from pink tux because he did a promposal with pink tux a decade ago or more if you go on youtube and you type in pink tux to the prom on the first page is that one where someone is laying well now you've just doxed him danny well i doxed his youtube account name i don't know there, the, every everyone who spends any time on YouTube typing in Reliant K songs, not even like to the extent that we do for this podcast to find material, but like if you've ever typed in Pink Tux to the prom on YouTube, you have seen that that uh, Max Fault Derez of someone laying in the grass with like a pink sort of like blanket around themselves, sitting in the grass looking up at the camera. That was his video. So he listened to the Pink Tux episode to see if we talked about that video. We didn't. I remember like that episode was really long and we just talked about the 80s in general and we didn't get to F- any FMVs that week. But now, thank goodness. It'll come up in Pink Tux Redux. <laughs> it definitely will. And thank goodness, we, maybe we should have them on the episode to talk about making that. Yeah. It's the most popular fan music video for Pink Tux. So yeah, shocking, shocking Christmas party all Small around. Small world. Small world. <laughs> So there was all of that. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. Let's get to the voicemails. All right. So we have a voicemail here from Lindy called up after our I Hate Christmas Parties episode. Hey, guys. It's Lindy. I just have to... Your your opening of the podcast this week literally had me like <laughs> like crying laughing ah green goblin okay okay i'm just i'm just calling to tell you that your openings are the best and make me laugh a lot <laughs> i don't think i've ever told about an opening ah i can't i can't speak Whew. anyway um danny great job on <laughs> the green goblin voice i can't oh my god thanks for making my horrible drive home really freaking funny (laughs) i haven't even started the podcast yet but 
Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> Bye. Before she said Green Goblin, I was thinking she was talking about my Bing Crosby impression. Aww. <laughs> what do you like, mean? Oh, that was Wait, last week, yeah? Your Bing Crosby impression? We've I had mean, Bing Crosby come by the podcast. Oh, that's what I that's what that's what I meant. Obviously. So thank you. I feel like that's the first time anyone's ever called up to say anything specifically about an opening bit. Maybe someone else has, but they definitely weren't laughing like that. No, nope. so that I feel like Brady feel Brady might have might have called up with some with something about one of them a while back. And there but... was that time where we stopped doing them for a little bit, and yep. then someone called. I think it was Tim called up and said, "I can't believe you really did stop doing them." But that was the first time we got specific feedback to an opening bit. Thank so you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, when we watched that Green Goblin uh, YouTube video, this is not spoiling Spider-Man, by the way, the, <laughs> right. the movie at all. No Spider-Man spoilers. We've seen it, but no spoilers. But that YouTube video about Green Goblin being excited that weed's been legalized and then Spider-Man <laughs> has machine guns. I was just like, I can do that voice for sure. And I've been doing it around the house. So it, of course, ended up in the podcast. I don't want to do it right now. I'm having a I'm having a nice, chill night. It takes a lot out of me to do that voice. <laughs> so thank you very much for that voicemail, Indy. And we have one more from Daniel, also about last week's I Hate Christmas Parties. Hey, Danny and Jess, it's Daniel again. Uh, not to turn this into, like, a back-and-forth thing, but uh, I'll just say my last little piece on uh, I Hate Christmas Parties, and it's for Reliant K canonization. I just think that, like, you know, the fact that it's on a Reliant K album of sorts as a Matthew Thiessen and the Earthquakes song, like, the fact that they pointed that out, I think cements it as a Matthew Thiessen and the Earthquakes song, um, because otherwise they would just not put that on there. But anyway, that's just me. Um, yes, I was saying Hey Rack Ride, um, which I guess is basically what you're describing. It's not anything weird. It's just it was actually a party at uh, somebody's house just outside of the city limits um, that was, like, put on by, I don't know, the youth group or FCA or something like that. And how we got there was we met at a park in the, in the city and then just got on a, a trailer thing that had a bunch of hay bales on it, and, and that drove us out there. And that was, like, part of the fun. But, no, Abandoned Kansas was not – on the hay rack ride, they were at the, the party, but I don't know. I guess we just always refer to it as like, hey, did you go to the hay rack ride last Friday or whatever? So, okay. Yeah, hay rack. I don't, I think in the Northeast, those would just be called a hay, what would be a hay ride? Just a hay ride, I think. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been in a hay ride, but I think in the Boston and New Jersey area, and New Hampshire area, that would just be a hay hay ride. Maybe hay back ride? I'm sure this is all just regional stuff. So he's saying in Kansas it's called a hay rack ride. I don't think I've heard hay rack ride. I think Mm -hmm. I've heard hay back ride, which didn't ever make a lot of sense to me because I was like, what's the back part? I was like, maybe you're behind the the tractor that's pulling you. But hay ride is, is, I think... Sorry... I don't know why I'm puzzling on this live on the podcast. I don't but either, I get it. but all right. But I like the quaint idea that it's a thing, that it's a hay rack ride party. Like you meet in a place and then you take a hay ride to the party. That's cute. I haven't heard of that specifically That's adorable. Before. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like that he just then would describe the thing that made me laugh was the idea that Abandoned Kansas is on the back. <laughs> 
of a Why not? Thing. Remember how there was that guy who was like riding around with that like open back like limousine thing after Prince died playing Prince music just driving around LA? I don't remember that, no. Like, he was playing Prince music, but, like, on the drum specifically. And it's funny that you remember that, because we weren't living here when Prince died, right? Yes, or we where were. we were. That was, like... I don't remember. Oh, five years ago. Right. That was 2016, the worst year of all time. Uh, I remember what? that. What? No, don't you remember well, that? No, no, I'm saying. I remember... This is the beginning of the end. Right. But I just... That, that just opened this memory of, like, when 2016 ended... Like, mm-hmm. a bunch of famous people died. Right. And I remember people were selling shirts and, like, making the memes of 2016. What a crappy year. Why did they jinx us? Yeah. I blame those people for COVID. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you specifically, with your bad t-shirts, caused a global pandemic. Right. Um, but I, I also, another thing I remember is, and this is not easy to find the footage so but i found it somehow i think rich nelson sent it to me it's uh that when you know mxpx is on one of the special editions of animal house the dvd they had a tie-in as a band with that dvd where they do a punk cover of shout and tying in with that they did a whole thing where they rode down hollywood boulevard on a parade float specifically playing shout nice. <laughs> for animal house so that would be other people like playing on a on a on a parade float would be like being in a hay rack ride if your band played in a hay rack ride sure i've definitely never heard the phrase hay rack ride i'm not criticizing it i'm not doing one of those things of like you have clam chowder that has tomatoes in it. You disgust me. Your your pizza is thick. Go to hell. We still have another minute and a half left in this voice now. Right. So that was it. Thought I had something else. Oh yeah. Uh, no. Thank you for the well wishes on the weather and safety and all that. Um, those tornadoes were not anywhere close to us. Uh, Kansas and Kentucky are close alphabetically, but not actually close. Geographically, um, it would take about eight hours to drive there uh, from where I live, and I live in the very eastern part of the state. So uh, we were not really in danger of any of those at all. Um, prayers up to anyone who was affected by those, though, for real. Well, I agree. Good. Prayers to anyone who was affected by those. In my defense of not understanding where Daniel lives in in relation to those tornadoes we have already established that this podcast is not great with geography there's that but more specifically i wasn't up on the news of where it happened and everything i think i explained in the episode that how i heard about it was a relief fund email from work like i don't we don't have the news in the house and i hadn't been on twitter or anything yet so i didn't actually specifically know where it was happening i actually kind of know now better than i did when we recorded that last episode but yeah uh let's and there's still 20 more seconds but we are having some weird weather of our own today we're having like 80 mile an hour gusts here in kansas and like straight up dust bowl kind of stuff happening so uh, as far as i know i haven't claimed any casualties or have any actual tornadoes but getting weird so uh yeah. Oh, and also, uh, Good Christian Fun, they are actually in L.A., so maybe you could meet up with them at some point. That would be 
I think, a really fun episode of either of your podcasts. They're very funny. Definitely recommend checking them out. Yeah. Have a good one. Well, have yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Daniel, and Lindy, and all of you who have left us voicemails throughout this year. And anyone just listening. Anyone just happens to be listening. And anyone who's not listening. And anyone who's been told to listen but hasn't listened. <laughs> and anyone who listened for a couple of minutes <laughs> and was said, these people aren't for me and, and turned it off and unsubscribed. <laughs> I understand. There are plenty of podcasts I've done that for. To anyone well. who hit play, heard the opening bit and said... I, I no, I don't know what this is, and immediately then turned it off. Merry Christmas to you as well. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. So I really like the guitars in this song. Yeah, this is a beautiful song, and uh, there's a lot going on that I don't think I always catch when we're just listening to it in the car or around the house at Christmas time. There's like not only does it have this sort of like strumming indie pop sort of like low tempo rock feel but then the here we are as in golden days part has this beautiful classic guitar that's kind of low in the mix so there's so much going on in this song and that makes a lot of sense now going back to i hate christmas parties and when mark lee townsend was like there's only 30 tracks on this song and that's really low for a reliant case for like gay song i'm like makes total sense there's like not just Savannah, where there's hundreds and hundreds, but like apparently there are like 30 is a low number of in, of like separated tracks, of isolated tracks for a Reliant K song. So there's probably a lot going on in this song that we don't even know. Yeah, this is a slower Christmas song that I've always enjoyed. It's more modern. It's very modern, actually. It was written in 1943 for the Judy Garland movie, Meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how many classic Christmas songs... Or, like, written for early cinema. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. in a time when recorded music was not the only only force of the record of the music industry. Like, I don't I don't really fully understand this, but I kind of understand this. Of like, there's a point where you know when the phonograph comes around, it's still kind of like. Who, who owns record players and who goes out and gets phonographs? And music isn't marketed, certainly not in the way it is now. That doesn't really happen until something like the 50s or something. So as early, as, 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 mo- as most recent as the 40s, music is just as much sold in sheet music as it is on like phonographs and records. Right. You know what I mean? So If like, you look at both like movies like... Holiday Inn and White Christmas to right. Irving Berlin, you know, adventures that have so many Christmas songs that come off of them and are about those like more performers were like, yes, you went out to see these musical numbers right. being performed in these like variety acts. And that's the other thing is the way that songs bounced around performers and acts. The Great American Songbook. Exactly. Like nowadays someone writes a song and it's somehow like uh ineffectual or inorganic or or that's not the word it's the ego it's yeah it's like someone writes a song and they perform it themselves and if someone else plays it well now it's a cover and we have to criticize does this cover live up to the original or did the original did the cover artist even provide anything worthwhile there was a time in the 40s where someone writes a song and then it's literally in every movie (laughs) 
<laughs> being performed by 20 different people yeah. and you can go to the department store or the or the pharmacy to the to the, the music five rack, and dime to the five and dime and you can get five different recordings of that song and then you can probably go to a jazz club that night where the famous local act is going to play it and then you can probably go to like the sort of uh i'm trying to think of what's one of those like uh comedy shows there's words for it like you go to one of those like like a burlesque that's not the vaudeville word. vaudeville you go to a vaudeville show and there's gonna be somebody else performing it there so it's funny how many of these great american songbook things that come from that version of the entertainment industry have fully like stayed a part of our culture and moved into now into these modern times and maybe they feel a little dated and they feel classic they feel as akin musically and christmas wise and like a song like this that's literally from like world war ii america or post-war america and it feels as akin as a song that may or may not have been written by Martin Luther. You know what I mean? Right. Like all these things get put into this box of Christmas music. But some of them mention the city and some of them mention golden days. <laughs> like ideas that were not, you know, prone to They didn't to, have like, golden days back in the day. Is that what you're saying, Danny? I don't think anyone back in like the 18th century was thinking of the golden days. I think they may very well have No, I'm been. sure people were thinking like days were better back then. But I don't think people, I don't know. Was the phrase golden days? That feels like a more modern phrase to me. <laughs> anyway, yeah. The point is, it's funny how many classic Christmas songs come from the world of war cinema and post-war cinema. And this is one of them. It's a Judy Garland song. Primarily, I think on Wikipedia, they really mostly attribute it to Judy Garland. But there are so many other artists from the time that did recordings of it. Um, authentic. That's the word I was thinking of. Like, nowadays, music is considered inauthentic if, like, you are like writing and performing your own songs or at least at the very least if you don't have a very specific writing team that works on the song together you know what i mean it's inauthentic but that's not the way the music industry worked at a time it even it even worked the way i'm talking about up through like bob dylan coming around and i think everyone thinks of bob dylan as he wrote his songs and he performed his songs but like some of his songs got treated in that same manner of where there were like 25 contemporary covers and nobody batted an eye and said, this is inauthentic. Like that was the way you wrote a song and then you sold it to as many artists as possible because media wasn't fully available. It's not like you could just walk into any store or a specialty store and say, oh, I missed this record. Can you order me a copy? Like things would get printed and then you might not ever find it unless you like drove around to 25 stores or something. I'm just... I'm waxing poetic on the golden days, the golden days of yore where you couldn't. <laughs> you even... remember that, Danny? You remember yeah. back in the 50s when you went to get your Bob Dylan and Judy Garland album? I mean, in the 90s, <laughs> exactly. Well, I remember in the 90s how strange and difficult it was if you were thinking of buying a CD, but you really only knew that one song from the radio, and you're like, are these other 12 songs any good? I haven't heard the rest. And maybe you knew someone who had a copy and could make you a cassette to listen to, or you listen to it at their house. Maybe you could borrow it from the library. And sometimes maybe it was on a listening station at the store, but most of the time you just had to take that leap. But like that wasn't was that a concern that that must things like that things like that must have been even worse in the forties. It's like you're looking for that one forty five or that thirty three, right. and you can't yeah. find it. And you find it, and they could probably special order it from the factory. 
probably. You know? Or directly from the record label. Or, yeah. A bunch of people who missed that would write directly to Columbia Records and yeah. be like, I missed that Judy Garland 35. The local Piggly Wiggly doesn't have it anymore. Can I order a copy <laughs> directly from you? Exactly. Uh, so a little bit more on the original song of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. This is from Classic FM. The original lyrics to Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas weren't very merry at all. This is from December 14th, 2020 uh, by Maddie Shaw Roberts. Did you know Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas could have had very different words? A glimpse into the journey the famous Christmas song has been on. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is the musical equivalent of a warm hug. A gently melancholic melody sings out a narrative of festive hope telling of a nostalgia for pastimes. Happy golden days of yore, but faith in the future. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Judy Garland, the shining star of Hollywood's golden era, sang it first for a scene in Meet Me in St. Louis, 1944, in which her character comforts her younger sister, Margaret. The song began with the melody, says songwriter Hugh Martin. I found a little... That's a very good place to start. I found a little madrigal-like tune that I liked but couldn't make work, so I played it with it for two or three days and then threw it in the wastebasket. But his collaborator, Ralph Blaine, heard it and reckoned Mark and Martin was mad to throw it out. We dug around the wastebasket and found it, Blaine recalled. Thank the Lord we found it. But the lyrics weren't quite right. So the producers requested a rewrite. The song's original lyrics as dreamed up by Martin and Blaine, evoked a very different feeling. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be your last next year. We all may be living in the past. Garland objected to the lyrics, apparently saying they were too depressing. And if she were to (laughs) sing them, Margaret will cry and they'll think I'm a monster. Eager to please their leading lady, Hollywood executives requested a rewrite. They said, no, no, it's a sad scene, but we want sort of an upbeat song, which will make it even sadder if she's smiling through her tears, Martin said. But Martin, who has since claimed the whole soundtrack was his work alone with no contribution from Blaine, wasn't keen for a rewrite. He had to be firmly nudged by a friend, actor Tom Drake, to write a new verse. And eventually he did. Which version do we hear today? Today, two versions are popularly sung. There's the version Martin tweaked for Judy Garland. Someday soon, we all will be together if the fates allow. Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow, which is a rather poignant listen this year, as many families around the world are physically apart. There is also a later version by Frank Sinatra, who asked Martin to sprinkle a little festive joy on that rather downbeat line for his Christmas album. The song's too depressing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's how hang a shining star upon the highest bow came <laughs> what is to it re- with this emo garbage <laughs> came to replace place gardens melancholic tune now that you now that you know the story here are the full original lyrics have yourself a merry little christmas it may be your last oh jesus <laughs> you missed that when i said it I like was- 10 lines ago that's so funny that i missed it and i got it there i'm sorry i got so dark that is so dark and then now you know why i didn't sometimes i get distracted because we get a live tweet or something and i was actually looking 
live at tweets so i'm sorry have yourself a merry little christmas it may be your last next year we all may be living in the past have yourself a merry little christmas pop that champagne cork next year we all may be living in new york no good times like the olden days happy golden days of yore faithful friends who were dear to us will be near to us no more oh god We all will be together, if the Lord allows. From now on, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. (laughs) Everything's shit, but have a good Christmas. (laughs) And here are the words we sing today. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are, as in golden days, happy olden days of yore. I mess. Sorry, that's my dyslexia. Here we are, as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more. No more. (laughs) Through the years, we all will be together if the fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the highest bough and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Here we are as in olden days, happy golden days of yore, faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years, we all These will be together, just like the Reliant if K the fates allow, so hang a shining star on the highest bough, and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Well, I pulled up the original... Oh, good lord! Speaking of dark, one of the other related articles on this page is 21 famous people who went missing and were never found to this day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have yourself. <laughs> well, I don't know if Warner Brothers is going to copyright strike us here, but like, let's give a little listen to the Judy Garland version, but not just like the recorded version, but um, on the Warner Ar- Warner Archive. That's hard to say. On the Warner Archive YouTube channel is with 1.2 million views from five years ago. The Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas scene from Meet Me in St. Louis. So let's kind of like review this live and then we'll get back to talking about the Reliant K version specifically. Have you not seen Meet Me in St. Louis, Danny? I have not. We have it on VHS. Oh, well, (laughs) we should have just put on the VHS. I was big into old timey musicals as a kid, especially Doris Day. Oh, goodness. What happened? I don't... (laughs) This is not how I remember the song going in the movie. Apparently, one of the buttons on the Bluetooth uh, triggered, like, next video. uh, Because I'm on your YouTube channel, so... uh, Your YouTube login, so that there's no commercials. Taking all my dolls. The dead ones, too. I'm taking everything. (laughs) I'm taking all my dolls. The dead ones, too. Uh, this little girl is talking to Judy Garland. Wow. Me. I have not watched this movie in a really long time. I only time. know the phrase, meet me in St. Louis from Bugs Bunny saying, meet me in St. Louis, screwy. But apparently that was not a joke to make because this is a, dr- a tragedy of a film. <laughs> yeah, those things. Oh, she just looked. They looked outside at the snow people that they built in the front yard. We'd look pretty silly trying to get them on the train, wouldn't we? This is so depressing. I don't know what's going on, but I'm already depressed. Oh, what are these? 
she held up two monkey toys that are like in a band. Two musician monkey toys. They're a nightmare. They're a nightmare. They're such a nightmare. Oh, and they're like magically playing the song that she's singing. Oh, they're moving. No, 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 no. I don't specifically remember this scene. Next year all our troubles will be now they're just singing by the window and the little girl is all crying. So have so have you seen the movie? I have. I don't remember it very well, so I'm I'm looking back up. The film was adapted by Irving Breacher and Fred F. Finkelhoff from a series of short stories by Sally Benson, originally published in the New Yorker magazine under the title 5135 Kingston and later from the novel form of Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh, She's taking off her headdress to sing in close-up. Oh, the film was directed by Vincent Minnelli, who met Garland on the set and later married her. Uh, Tony Award-winning designer Lamel Ayers served as the film's art director. It's kind of depressing from what I remember. Uh, The backdrop for the film is the St. Louis, Missouri... Uh, and World you, Fair, 1904 World Fair. And you wonder why I think Christmas music is depressing. <laughs> In its DNA, it's supposed to be depressing. They changed the words to make it less depressing. Look at her, she's crying, the little girl, who's like definitely a million years old now or passed away. Danny, she, um... It's so funny because the the lyric will have to muddle through somehow was I always wondered that always felt like a slightly out of place lyric like that's not knowing the depressing roots of this song. I would hear the, the line we have to muddle through somehow and I would think whoa that's a little you know I guess dark is too strong a word but I'll just have to say that that lyric sounded a little dark. It's like oh wow like life is so tough. We'll just have to keep going. Ugh. Like, no one wants to hear that in a Christmas song. Well, it turns out that's like the cold, the, this whole song is worse than that. That's that's like the little core, the little nugget of the original intention of the song that kind of got lost uh, and left behind when they tried to make it a happier tune. So it is the summer of 1903. The Smith family leads a comfortable upper middle class life. Uh... Alonzo Smith and his wife, Anna, have four daughters, Rose, Esther, Agnes, and Tootie. If I know the, and if I know the 40s, they were sold. And- <laughs> These children were sold. <laughs> and a son, Lon Jr. Uh, Esther, the second oldest daughter, is in love with the boy next door, John Truitt, uh, although he does not notice her at first. Tootie is riding along with Iceman, Mr. Neely, and dis- in disputing that St. Louis is the best city. Rose, the eldest daughter, is expecting a phone call. Uh, they're just giving it scene for scene, I guess, oh, okay. which she hopes to be proposed to by well, hold on. Warren Let's go to Sheffield. The IMDb, the IMDb <laughs> description should hopefully be a little more concise. Meet me in St. Louis. Young, oh, this is a more abstract Young love and childish fears highlight a year in the life of a turn-of-the-century family. Much more abstract description. Here we go. St. Louis, 1903. The well-off Smith family has four beautiful daughters, including Esther and little Tootie. 17-year-old Esther has fallen in love with the boy next door who has just moved in. However, 
He, however, barely notices her at first. The family is shocked when Smith reveals that he has... Who's Smith? Oh, Mr. Smith, the dad, has revealed that he has been transferred to a nice position in New York, which means that the family has to leave St. Louis and the St. Louis Fair. Wait, he got a better job and they got to go to New York? This seems... This uh, this song is... (laughs) You're telling me that that this middle-class family... (laughs) In the turn of the century, got a they nice don't job. Don't want to leave Middle America to go to New York. I understand <laughs> the drama of of a family having to move, but the way that everything was just displayed to us in that it definitely sounds like people are dying. It sounds yeah. about as depressing as Little Women from the song, right? And you can't put it past some of these old Hollywood musicals that there's not actually a really depressing element. Because you kind of think of old Hollywood musicals as actually kind of happy. But once in a while, one of them will have a really depressing yeah. <laughs> element. Yeah, uh, many of them have sort of depressing <laughs> elements. And you go, oh, we all just have overlooked that then, huh? Like I told you, what was that? What was it? What was it? Carousel. Carousel. Oh, my gosh. So I remember seeing the musical Carousel on television when I was a kid. For some reason, some channel on one of our cable channels, or maybe it was even a local channel in the 80s, would play that movie all the time. Later on, I found out why, because it was filmed in Maine. And, you know, I grew up in Massachusetts, and Maine and Massachusetts actually, like, share state legislation and stuff. I don't know how it works. I actually didn't know this until recently. But whatever. New England. New England is basically a state made of five states. So they would play Carousel all the time, and then I finally rewatched it. I'm like, I don't really remember any of Carousel. I watched it, and it's about an abusive sailor beating the crap out of his wife all the time. And in the end, it's like the moral of the movie is like, well, we love our men, and we have to let them get let their aggressions no. out. And we have to forgive them for beating us. I'm like, oh my god, no! no. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess that nothing too bad happens. It's just about a family that's like, ah, we don't want to move. And Tootie at some point lies and says that one of the boys that the older sisters likes attacked her. But that didn't actually happen. So there's that. Well, I don't want to go to our break yet, but that is fascinating. I do want to talk a little bit more about the Reliant K version specifically. Oh, uh, something else that I want to bring up is that I don't know how where I don't know where we got when we were we were doing Deck the Halls. You came up with this Bogs of Holly thing. Right. That makes no sense to me because hang a shining star upon the highest bough. It's boughs of holly. So where did Boggs come from? Boggs got mentioned. Oh my gosh, why? No. Okay, well, we did deck the halls and the Boggs of Holly came up as a debate again. And then we were like, wait, we already talked about the Boggs of Holly. It was one of the other original, more, it was pop. And then I figured out which song it was. It's not I Celebrate the Day. Hold on. What have we done that's original? That's... Santa Claus is Thumb into Town, maybe? <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Santa Claus is Thumb into Town mentions the bogs or the bogs of holly. So we talked about the bogs of holly on Santa Claus is Thumb into Town, which is an original Reliant K song that interpolates some of Santa Claus's Come into Town. What did I say? I don't know what I said. Thumb in, coming, bogs of holly, Reliant K added it in. Then we talked about it again. If I put my calls. thumb and you'll be. <laughs> I'm bleeping that. <laughs> I know. And now, yeah, here we go. Bogs of Holly again. Bows, bogs. I don't know. 
It's hey rack, hey ride. It's all the same thing. It's just regional dialect. Jessica's hiding her face. So, Relying K's version. Um, I touched on it before, but yeah. The, so, okay, we said this in the opening. You think of it as more of a closing song. Personally, I see how this works as an opening song. I don't think that there's necessarily... I know, like, it's a very common thing to kind of, like, look at certain albums uh, from a fan point of view. Uh, I've heard this on multiple podcasts, and then I've actually just... I've heard it in my own life before podcasts existed to sort of, like, reconfigure albums because you don't think the sequence... <sighs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about Judy Garland, like, sitting in her trailer getting... <laughs> getting this song she's like jesus christ this is a depressing number <laughs> can we can we rework that over here <laughs> that's what judy carlin sounds like and they told her no, no but then when frank asked for it when old blue eyes asked her like of course of course frank <laughs> so anyway it's a common thing for fans to do to resequence albums that f- don't feel sequenced properly, with with uh, all <laughs> with all work, let it snow, baby, let it rain, dear. I think I'm sure there's a number of sequences. Maybe there were a number of sequences that were discussed by Reliant K, and I'm sure there are plenty of other resequencing resequencings that would make sense to put together. But considering the fact, <laughs> Jessica can't stop <laughs> laughing. We'll edit that out. I'm sorry. I don't want to be losing it like this. It's Christmas. <laughs> no, Just no, no. We gotta no, we're not. Out, <laughs> it's the joy of the season. You're letting the joy of the season into your heart. You there, boy. What day is it? <laughs> Why, it's Christmas Day. Well, keep in mind, it may be your last. <laughs> So Jessica, what do you think of this, this, this song? Where we're like, you tell me why you think it's a closing song, and then maybe I'll get back to my point. Just because it sounds like it's it is a slower, more finalizing number. It's clearly finalizing. It was written originally to be finalizing, saying this could be your last Christmas. Well, that's, like that's a pretty good point. You know, it just sounds like it has that very like like sort of lullaby type feel to it, where it's like you sort of feel like you're drifting off to sleep. But it just feels like a closing number to me. Yeah. I, what is the actual closing number here? Good King, Good King Wenceslas. Wenceslas, which really is kind of like a bonus thing. Yeah. So when you really kind of look at it, Old Lang Syne, Old that Lang makes Syne sense. is the real closing because they're specifically referencing the Beach Boys Christmas album there. And then really, I would think Good King Wenceslas is kind of just like a bonus. It's not marked as a bonus, but that's yeah. it's a, it's a joke tagged on. It's a hidden track that's not hidden. That's really how I think of it. Old Lang Syne is the closing track. Right before Old Lang Syne, you have Boxing Day, which maybe we'll be hearing about this year. Um, and that makes sense because that's literally a Christmas is over song. And then right before that, you have I Hate Christmas Parties. So this three block of songs, not counting Good King Wenchelsloss, this three, I, can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it, Wenchelsloss. Wenchelsloss. Good King W. These last three songs on the sequence, I Hate Christmas Party, Boxing Day, and Old Lang Syne, it is definitely hitting that, like, yeah. depressing, dour note of Christmas. Right. But 
maybe I, if you put Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Before Boxing Day. Before Boxing Day. Yeah. It would have lifted that theme. Which is Handel's Messiah. Yeah. They use Handel's Messiah instead, which is sort of a classic uplifting Christmas melody. Hallelujah. So I get why we haven't done that song yet. But I get why that's sort of like the last big hurrah for the Christmas theme until we get into these last four songs where you have sort of the so-called, I don't agree with it, but the so-called Christmas emo song, then a song that's, you know, quite literally about Christmas is over, then a New Year's song that's referencing a Beach Boy style of, like, closing out your album with the talking thing, and then a goofy song to at least, like, lead you off with something goofy. Right. I get that. I I guess it's just that I'm used to having, I'm used to listening to the Deck the Halls Bruise Your Hand version, where you kick it off fast with Angels We Have Heard on High and then keep it rolling with Deck the Halls. I I think I'm just used to that, like being like, woo, we're having fun, it's Christmas. And in this, in the sequence on Let It Snow, really it's just like you have three new songs and then you kind of get thrown into a little chunk of Deck the Halls in order. I don't think we've ever talked about the sequencing of these albums specifically, but I did think about it, this being the us talking this week about the first song on Let It Snow. So Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It makes sense to me in its way of where I'm sure sequencing this album, there's probably a good dozen sequences that make sense in and of themselves. And what I was getting at is fans love to on podcasts and online on Twitter and Facebook groups. And I remember doing this as soon as CDRs came around and friends would do these sort of things. And I would do these sort of things, resequencing an album or cutting out songs that you don't like that you think would like kind of disrupt the album. So I'm sure a lot of people out there probably have and could resequence Let It Snow Baby, Let It Rain Deer into something that also works. But considering the fact that this is one that this is a previous album like mixed in with a bunch of new songs for a version of the band that isn't even really the same band that recorded deck the halls anymore like you can't make an absolutely perfect sequence for this album because these songs were recorded in two different places by essentially two different bands yeah dave matt and matt were on all the versions but they're essentially two different bands when you really think about how much Reliant K had grown between 2005 and 2000, 2003 and 2007. So have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It makes sense to me as a kickoff for, no pun intended, as a kickoff for, for one, for one reason, for maybe two reasons. One, it's a classic Christmas song. So that makes sense. You got to kind of kick off. I feel like almost any artist that wants to do a Christmas album, and there are so many out there in the world by every almost every artist, you have to kind of set off with something sort of classic and uplifting. You can't necessarily do an original song unless you're really trying to... You are to not s- opening with I Celebrate the Day. Right. You don't want to necessarily open with an original song unless you're maybe a bigger artist and you're really pushing your original song to the radio or something. You probably want to kick it off with a classic and a sort of upbeat classic or a, a tune that in its core is upbeat. Forget what we learned about the history of the song. At its core, it's an upbeat little number. You know what I mean? It's a meant to be a, a fun little Christmas song. Even the Mariah Carey Christmas album starts with Silent Night. And then the second song is All I Want for Christmas is You. There you go. 
So it makes sense to me that they they started off with two classic sort of jazzy numbers, two modern like post-war Christmas songs. Have yourself a merry little Christmas into Sleigh Ride, then Merry Christmas, here's to many more, which is more downbeat than the previous two songs. Sleigh Ride's not downbeat at all, but an original song and then you get back to that version of the band with Brian in it that Blink-182 specifically trying to be pop punk, specifically doing the Travis Barker drums. And the reason why I think Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas does make sense to open this CD is because you do have those two, like, conflicting versions of Reliant K all kind of, like, thrown in here on this album together. Not, not fully conflicting, but not the same band. You have these two versions of Reliant K mixed together on this CD. So to have a song that kind of is in the middle of those two versions of Reliant K. Because a song like... A song like... Um, I'm just trying to pick one. Some of these songs with the Johns on them, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of the original Christmas songs on here, other than Nothing for Christmas, are not pop punk, right? So they want to be a little bit more rockin' and have these other influences. Or a little less rockin', a little bit more jazzy at times, and a little bit more melodic and slow and wistful and sad. Like, I know I Hate Christmas Parties is on Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands, but it wasn't even a Reliant K song when you think about it. So what I'm trying to say is like it makes sense to me. This is a slow song, but it's not a downbeat song. Yeah, yeah, it's, agreed. It's not. It's a hopeful song. It's not. It's a thank mid- you, Judy Garland, for I don't asking if, for better lyrics. Yeah, I don't know if it counts as a mid tempo, but it doesn't feel low tempo. It doesn't feel down tempo. It feels mid tempo to me. It feels kind of up. It almost feels like the Weezer Christmas album. And I actually thought to myself. Is this on the Weezer Christmas album? Because this song sounds kind of Weezery. And that's what kind of puts it in that mm-hmm. middle spot for me. Mm-hmm. Putting it sort of in the Venn diagram of the pop punky stuff from 2003 that's mixed in here. Along with the sort of more traditional rock, jazzy, other you know combination of influences that are on the songs that were specifically recorded in 2007 for this version of the album. This version of Merry Christmas, this version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas kind of sits in between those two versions of Reliant K for me. You know what I mean? I do. It has this like dreamy, it has this kind of dreamy indie pop thing. It kind of has, like I said, this Weezery thing. It maybe has some shoegazy type of stuff, but not like full shoegaze, but it's a, it's electric guitar at the very least. Yes, there's the the beautiful classical acoustic guitar stuff sort of low in the mix in the middle but it is a rock version of the song mid-tempo rock version of the song so it makes sense as a as a mission statement for this album and what you're going to get overall in it you're going to get some slow stuff you're going to get some classical you know christmas songs you're going to get a combination of fun goofy teenagery pop punk and you're going to get some stuff that your mom will like too. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. You've you've turned me on this, Dan. <laughs> okay, or you're just saying that so we'll move on. <laughs> no, no, I totally agree. And with that, we are going to go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, we have TikToks and some reviews and other fun stuff, as well as Danny's YouTube dive. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. 
We hope the season meets you with love and comfort. And ask that if you're enjoying Sadie Hawkins Pod, please show love and comfort to us by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. We also want to remind you to call your family if you can't be with them this season and to call and interact with our show at our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE. After you write your letter to Santa, you can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. Once you and all the shoppers rush home with your treasures, curl up by the Yule Log and visit sadiehawkinspod.com for the link to our merch store for shirts, mugs, and stickers. We also want to wish a very Merry Christmas to our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. There's Joshua A., Timothy, Daniel, Josh M., J.R., Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy E. Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. You can sign up to our Patreon for bonus episodes, which include us reviewing the songs from K is for Karaoke and our read-through of the Complex Infrastructure book. Join the War on Christmas with Sadie Hawkins Pod. Oh, wait, what? That's how it works, right? Uh... So you like Reliant K, do you? Well, what about They Might Be Giants? My name is Greg Simpson, and I host a They Might Be Giants fan podcast, and it's called This Might Be a Podcast. This Might Be a Podcast is a song-by-song podcast featuring a different guest every episode from normal fans like you and I, but also I've had guests such as John Darneal of the Mountain Goats, Justin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me, Hutch Harris of the Thermals, Mike Park of Asian Man Records, Franz Nikolai of The Hold Steady, and... Danny Weinkoff and Marty Beller of They Might Be Giants and past drummers Dan Hickey and Brian Doherty. Search for Punk News or This Might Be a Podcast on any podcast platform and you will find us. This Might Be a Podcast brought to you by punknews.org. And we have TikToks this week. We have 16 TikToks, in fact. Nope, moving on. (laughs) Uh, My latest ornament process video. That's cool. They've got these like log looking uh, things that they're that they're sort of scraping oh. paint onto. That's pretty cool. Do you know where in Canada this scene is? Comment if you know. Hashtag what? ornaments. Hashtag Yeg artist. Hashtag Canadian artist. Hashtag handle painting ornaments. Hashtag Yeg. Hashtag holiday TikTok. Uh, it said only 19 ornaments left. Order now. One mountain, one left. Then we missed the second one. Thanks for watching. My last ornament processing video. So they're like a hand the size of your palm. And it looks like a tree trunk that's been, you know, cut into a circle. And then they're painting on it with a spackle. Yeah, I don't really understand what the ultimate yeah. look is going to be at the end of these. It, maybe a little Bob Rossi, Yeah, or, or like a little Pollock type thing. Like they're kind of like abstract. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I guess it's like a sunset. I guess it's like a... Oh, I guess the painting at the end was kind of like a mountain on a lake with a reflection of the of the golden hour sky. And Very that was interesting. at Carly Gordon Art. Yeah, that one we'll post to the socials because that's difficult to describe. No, I don't want to log in or open TikTok because I have neither option <laughs> available to me. Thank you, though. Uh, 
nails. Christmas nails. This is from Where's Telly? T E L L Y underscore. And it's just some it's nail art. Of nails being done. Um, dabbing with the brush and mixing the colors. They're real pointy. They look like like Wolverine red. things. They like, yeah, yeah, they look like there's blood under her nails, like she got into <laughs> someone's face. Um, just close-ups of the process of getting nails done. Then I was asked to decorate the bank I work at. We're going up some stairs. This is from at Daniel Choda. And now we're going along the railing and it's covered in garland. No pun intended from the earlier discussion. We're at the Christmas tree. There's little fake boxes. It's cute. Oh, Oh, look at that. There's a little snow, little fake snowman. This is adorable. This is a very 70s bank that she really is. They work at. I don't know why I assumed. It's very cute. I played a. I did a. I, you know, I did a gender normative thing there. I'm like, this person did the. It appeared to be a gentleman. It was a gentleman, and I. But I assume like, oh, the. I'm, I apologize. Oh, TikTok, stop asking me to log in <laughs> or use your app. I told you before. You might I have need to neither. refresh the page every uh, time because if you want to see two TikToks for free, it wants you to log in. So this here's is by K, K- Malin. And it's a girl and a boy, and they are decorating a Christmas tree. It's adorable. Not much more to it. Just decorating their tree for the holidays. Super cute. Uh, I'm waiting for one of these to go uh, south, as they say. <laughs> one of these to like, whoa, what the hell? Well, we have a little, little baby here with this one. It says Mary Ra Ra Ra. And this is uploaded by... Paga, pagan, pagan gal, uploaded by pagan gal. And there's a kid with a little, uh, little little advent calendar, just opening advents, chocolate, hashtag chocolate, hashtag early nom nom, uh, hashtag FYP, uh, I'm sure early morning. Pagan gal is probably excited because Christmas, as we know it, has a lot of pagan traditions mixed in. Did you know that? Yes, everybody knows that. It's constantly at the top of online articles. Uh, this one is from at Park Ridge Rec Co. And it says, helping weeping cosmonaut get in the mood. And mm-hmm. somebody has like Pro Tools open. It's and a little got... home studio. Yeah. Nothing else to do. <laughs> Just yeah. here's the home studio and it's Christmas. Okay. Pretty cool. Nothing super creative. We've seen lots of creative TikToks. Yeah. To rely on K songs. But in this case, it's just a lot of like catching up on what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, here's one driving by Christmas houses that are decorated. Um here's people just yeah, a slideshow of their Christmas photos. Uh a Christmas light show across the street is happening. Oh, this one's a coffee. Oh, maybe not. Oh. Oh, whoa, what is Whoa, okay. okay. Let well, Jessica and I are going to watch this first and then we'll describe it on the repeat. This is a hot chocolate related creative video interesting so there's a like a a, a, wow this is a mug of milk and they dropped what looks like a bath bomb into it (laughs) a full-size bath bomb into this mug a big circle a big green circle it doesn't turn out green in the end though no so it must be some sort of like is it like a giant like m&m or something like is it hot chocolate but that's what i'm saying is it like a candy coated 
thing with chocolate in the middle that melts in the hot water and turns into hot chocolate. It, that is I don't so know. That is really fascinating. Cool. It's a giant marble that yeah. they put inside their hot cocoa and they have hot cocoa in the end. This is at the Happiest Things Co. Hashtag Christmas, hashtag Christmas talk, hashtag hot chocolate bomb. So hot I guess it's chocolate a ch- hot chocolate bomb. That's Wait, very cool. So th- oh, because my brain couldn't comprehend this. The marshmallows aren't even in there. The marshmallows are no, inside the, the chocolate the, bomb, the hot chocolate oh, bomb. Oh! Watch! You're there's, right! There's no marshmallows in the hot chocolate <gasps> until they put in the giant oh, green globe. Oh, snap! They fast... They, like, fast... They yeah. sped it up. They fast so forwarded. It must, they so the outside the of the cho- hot chocolate bomb melts, and I guess there's marshmallows inside. Wow. I'm going to look up what a hot chocolate bomb is. All the Gen Z is. listeners are like, these old... <laughs> These these millennial dorks right here. Hot chocolate bomb is the first thing that comes up on Google when you type in hot chocolate. Really? Yep. I guess it is a thing. They sell them at Target and Amazon and all that stuff. Uh, then we've got people showing off their holiday art and they're decorating. So that was TikTok this week. Hot chocolate bomb is exactly what you think it is. They're not all round. <laughs> a lot of them are, but there's other ones that are shaped like cookies and... Very cute. Discs, like with, uh, like this one's a disc shape, but it has like a snowman face on it. We Fast, will have to. really uh, cool. Could you just eat them? <laughs> I just want to bite into one. Yeah, but it's probably like concentrated <laughs> and kind of Yeah, itchy. concentrated chocolate with marshmallows in the middle. Well, it probably sounds a lot, a lot more fun than it actually is. A little <laughs> freeze dried. When you were a kid, did you ever, uh, did, like, this happened at school for me. Like, you were given Baker's chocolate. Like, check out this chocolate. Like, as a kind of like a learning experience about how, you know, things are different or whatever. I don't really understand what exactly the class was. But they said, like, they brought in Baker's chocolate, which is, you know, very bitter. Right. And they're like, here, take a bite of this Baker's chocolate. I'm like, we're in school and we get to eat chocolate. And we all <laughs> took a bite and we're like, And they're like, that's Baker's chocolate. They And they probably then gave us an explanation about Baker's chocolate. Right. But my mind was already like, what is wrong with their... That's what I took away. <laughs> is that adults are weird? Like, why would you mess up chocolate? Uh... I don't think so. I don't think we did that. I I did, however, work at a chocolate shop and in a chocolate factory for a little while mm-hmm. in my very early 20s when I was 20 exactly, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, so we have a Christmas Yule blog. Cozy up to the fire as a Christmas-obsessed music collector chats about new CDs to his collection. The Christmas Hold music on. that got away and links to Christmas music via the web. Hold on. Hold on. Jess. Yeah. Did you get that? Christmas Yule blog. Yeah, I got it. Did you get that? I did. Are you sure? I I am. Okay. It's a pun. That's what you were referring to, yeah? You're too smart for me. Too clever by half. Relying K, let it snow, baby, let it rain, dear. August 29th, 2008. August 29th, alrighty. Last year, I described how an unknown Christmas... I'm not judging them for listening to Christmas music in August. I totally do that, too. I was just like, oh, that's so funny that they were doing their Yule blog back then. We do Christmas episodes of this podcast in August. Well, in in July, because it's Christmas in July. But yeah, same thing. Uh, Last year, I described how an unknown Christian rock Christmas CD found its way into my stocking. Unknown. No one in my family owned up to its placement. Therefore, I did determined that it was a gift check out this crap you take this crap 
that the one and only Santa Claus left it for me on Christmas Eve 2006. It happened again last Christmas Eve. This CD you see before you was wedged into my stocking above the little goodies Santa packed for me. My wife confessed to helping my cat Sasha and Maisie order some CDs for me. I never knew she spoke cat O'Neas, but I was, I get it but was completely clueless as to where this came from. Santa Claus feels I need some more Christian Christmas CDs for my collection. Who am I to argue with the big guy? And big guy is capitalized. This isn't the only Reliant K Christmas album in my collection. Several years ago, I purchased a used copy of Two Lefts Don't Make a Right, But Three Do in order to get a bonus CD entitled Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hand. This was the group's first Christmas album. Yeah had 10 songs total and featured three original songs by the group, one of which was first featured on Happy Christmas Volume 3. There was also a bonus track that lasted about 20 seconds long that I featured on my 2007 Christmas CD to Friends and Families. Friends and Family. I'm confused now, like, why they were, like, confused at the unknown Christmas CD, but they had the previous one. that this cd is half of i mean maybe they're doing that thing like i did when i met you around this time where i was like being humble about their fandom of right the oh you then you wouldn't know i don't know band. that you because maybe they've heard from so many people i don't know who that is and then finally they were just like when introducing themselves to someone we're like i you're not gonna know who my favorite band is and they right. were like try me and then i said reliant k and you were like nice to meet you i'm your other half <sighs> for this album reliant k added seven additional tracks added the 10 10- that's one of the lyrics to one of the songs. Added the 10 from the first album, and voila, 17 tracks in one easy, containable package. Track reviews. One, have yourself a merry little Christmas. This could have been disastrous, but it's handled perfectly, easily listenable, and rockable at the same time. Two, sleigh ride. Solo piano and vo- voice to start. Add some jazzy drums and bass, then add the heavy guitars. Zero to 60 in... 3333. Nice. Three, Merry Christmas. Here's to many more. What sounds like a lonely Christmas song is actually devoted to Christ's love. Christmas, good Christmas song. Four, Angels We Have Heard on High. A heavy version of the Christmas standard, chuckling and tapping my feet at the same time. Five, Deck the Halls. Ditto, see number four. Six, 12 Days of Christmas, sung right after Five Golden Rings. What's a partridge? What's a pear tree? I don't know. So don't ask me. It's please don't ask me. (laughs) Anyway, but I can't bet those are terrible gifts. But I can bet those terrible gifts to get. Exactly. Seven. (laughs) Melody, silent night slash away in a manger. (laughs) Effective melody of two songs that leads right into. Eight. I celebrate the day. A Christmas conversation to jesus touching nine in like a winter always lion wait nope in like a lion always winter apologies inspired by c.s lewis's the lion the witch and the wardrobe this one describes winter and snow but not much christmas 10 i'm getting nothing for christmas great jumping icebergs take a kitty song and give it a full rock treatment a laugh laff riot or as this some call it nothing for christmas this is as the original songwriters called it it's on true. the original album. It's true. Nothing for Christmas. This one's 
been tabbed for future Christmas CDs. 11, We Wish You Merry Christmas. C number four above. 12, Santa Claus is thumbing to town. The toy shop is on fire. Yeah, we know what it is. Santa's forced to hitchhike this Christmas, a headbanger and a hoot. Handel's Messiah, heavy metal version of the venerable classic piece at last 109, scratching my head. 14, I Hate Christmas Parties, originally recorded on Happy Christmas 3. Version three, this is a somber Christmas tune that's surprising to hear from a Christian band. Excellent tune, BTW. Boxing Day, the day after Christmas in Canada is Boxing Day. It's surprising to hear a Christian be emotional and sad. I thought they had their lives perfectly put together. And learning that this guy actually feels negative emotions at any time means that I have no interest in the salvation of Christ. Have Have you ever met a Republican? Um, Boxing Day, the day after Christmas in Canada is Boxing Day. And, you know, UK countries as well. Anyway, for some, it's called Christmas Decoration Dismantling Day, a song with the same sad flavor as I Hate Christmas Parties. 16, Old Lang Syne, near note perfect cover of the Beach Boys version, which includes Reliant K's greetings a la Brian Wilson. 17 Good King Wenzel Sloss bonus track. High solo voice and auto harp to start. Then high solo voice and ukulele. Oh my lord, it's Tiny Tim in all caps. Now it's high solo voice and guitar. Wait a second. Now it's a deep voice, all capitalized, and auto harp. He broke into laughter. Hold on. Tiny Tim's back? What the? As Christian's bands go, there's not that many I would listen to, but after hearing their Christmas albums repeatedly, I would give Reliant K a serious shot. April's up to mischief behind us over here. The original, the original she's tearing songs, up her beds and she's shaking. <laughs> the original songs are thought-provoking, easy listen, easy listenable, and with the right amount of humor added. Santa, thanks again for the Christmas left in the stocking. Thanks, Reliant K, for the Christmas music and laughter in this very good Christmas album. I love that they like admitted towards the end that they would give Reliant K a serious shot after listening to this album, which is nice, but also you have a Christmas blog about Christmas music. So I, I don't know. I would think you would listen to maybe more of these types of bands. Well, thank you. You'll blog. Uh, then we're going to go over to Tumblr, uh, to a Tumblr called lines overlapping. And have yourself a merry little Christmas. The most emo holiday song ever. Well, you know. <laughs> have yourself a merry little Christmas is a staple of the holiday songbook every year. I just can't fight the fight anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I just have to muddle through somehow. I can't fight the fight. So. And uh, a mighty pretty song. Did you ever notice the song sounds so sad, even though the original lyrics are mostly upbeat? That's because Julie Garden and Frank Sinatra changed the original words. Well, the songwriter did, but those people asked them to. Anyway, and even though those quote-unquote happy changes, the song, even with those quote-unquote happy changes, the song, it perhaps the most emo Christmas song ever. So sad. Here's some history. How did people describe strong emotions before the word emo came around (laughs) in the early 2000s? How did people describe... In a succinct and accurate way. Yeah. Here's the like, history. Like, did they just not have those emotions? Well, clearly they did, because here's a song that was emo back in 1940-something. The song was written back in the 1940s by Hugh Martin and Ralph 
B-L-N-E and first sung Judy Garland in 1944 movie Meet Me in St. Louis, uh, which they spelled L-E-W-I-S. This may be the saddest version you'll ever hear. So have a tissue ready. Not sad enough for you. And then they give some stuff. Uh-huh. So Judy Garland asked for in entered quote unquote jolly Frank Sinatra. Years went by and the song faded in popularity until Frank Sinatra in 1957 decided to record an album called A Jolly Christmas and have yourself as one of the songs on the LP. But Frank wanted to change the line until then we'll have to muddle through somehow. Sinatra called songwriter Hi Martin. <laughs> the name of the album is Jolly Christmas. Do you think you can jolly up that line for me? Is this verbatim or are they? Just they were there. <laughs> this is Nancy Sinatra's blog. There I was with Papa. Drinking my RC Cola. Drinking my RC Cola. Wearing my, my famous boots. boots. <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. Oh, man. Uh, versions galore. There have been lots of versions since, mostly based on the Sinatra updated version, but they're still sad. She and him version is quiet sad with shades of Les Paul guitar effects. Uh, Chrissy Hind and the Pretenders do a particularly sad version with the quote unquote happier lyrics. The Reliant K version also uses Frank's updated lyrics, but you might still want a tissue for this because it's so beautifully sung and produced. Uh, Faithful to history, bless James Taylor, who stuck to the original Judy Garland version. And finally, Christina Perry showed her musical history chops when she recorded a version with both the old Garland muddle through somehow, except they said middle through somehow, and the updated Sinatra highest bow lyrics uh, in the same song. Versions have been recorded by dozens and dozens of other artists, and I bet most of them shed a tear or two during the recording sessions for this rich song and its rich history. So, and let's not listen to any of the. <laughs> I'm actually going to save this until next week. I have a Polestar article that's been kicking around for a while, and it's just never come up. Uh, so I'm going to save that for next week. And then I had just in case we weren't we we weren't filling the time somehow, which I really should have known better. We'll Ten have Christmas to fill movies. The time somehow. <laughs> Ten Christmas movies about the true meaning of the season was something that came up in my deep dive this week. I think we can do that next week. Yeah. Keep that for next week. Because it's... Christmas is over. But there's one week left in December. What could we... Oh, we're doing Boxing Day. I already hinted at it. We're doing Boxing Day. Oh, I thought I thought we had already just, like, straight up announced it. But cool. Right on. <laughs> what do you have for us, Dan? Well, I have... Actually, I have quite a lot. I have way more than I had for I Hate Christmas Parties. Mm. In terms of, like... You know, interestingly, in terms of, like, covers and stuff... And, you know, there's so many versions of this song, obviously, that exist that I wasn't, I didn't bother pulling any. And no, there's no bunch of believers or anything. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I didn't double check. Let me uh-oh. just look. Uh-oh. <laughs> just going to double check. <laughs> bunch of believers. You know what? Let's just look. Should we just do the Bunch of Believers album as a Patreon? <laughs> I won't make you do that. Yes. Oh, we yes, should? Yes, we should. <laughs> Light up the world, deck the halls. Recording Okomo right Kali after Manuel. this. So many Santas, Jingle Bells, Jesus's birthday. Sounds like an original that's not going to be good. Snowball fight. God rest you, merry gentlemen. 
putting on a play. <laughs> oh, come all ye faithful, room in your heart, joy to the world. So no. And then, I, like I said, like I felt like this song feels kind of Weezer-y without maybe all the same kind of distortion that Weezer would have used around the time. But there is no Weezer version on their Christmas album. What year was the Weezer Christmas album as well? Uh, oh, it was an EP. And it was 2008. So it was actually mm-hmm. the year after Reliant K. I remember there was a Weezer Christmas app as well. It was like what? basically... In, in 2008, like, you know, when iPhones were still in the first and second generation, there was, like, an app where you kind of played, like, a little Christmas game. It was kind of based on the same, uh, like, Guitar Hero aesthetics, but it oh, was an cool. iPhone game. That does sound vaguely familiar now. That just made me think about, remember the Lil Wayne app? I do remember the Lil Wayne app. You that could was a- get his tattoos, like, on your face and stuff. Yeah, it was basically just, like, a photo editing app where yeah. it was just, like, some... Some some uh, PNGs of his tattoos and his chains and his grill and his hat. Talking about 2008, 2009. <laughs> yeah. And you would just put them... I put them on the dogs and stuff. <laughs> um, it was good stuff. I wonder I wonder if that app is still, uh, is still downloadable. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think so. But anyway, this is a song they've played live a bunch. There is a lot of Nightcore of this. But I think it's the same Nightcore over and over and over uploaded by multiple accounts. Maybe like some Nightcore pages kind of steal each other's work or like one Nightcore person uploads multiple accounts. I don't know. But I found a couple of Nightcores that were slightly different. But then I found this one Nightcore uploaded to multiple accounts with the same artwork, exact same pace, everything. Uh, But yeah, there are a couple specific covers as well. We won't get into them yet, but there are a couple specific covers which might not make a lot of sense when you think like, well, this is a song that's done in so many renditions. But I guess if you think about the very specific downstrokes and upstrokes and the timing that Reliant K implements in this specific version, that there is a way to specifically cover the Reliant K version, even though there's no added lyrics and no change up of any of the phrasing or timing or anything. There is a very specific way that they play the guitar in this song so let's hear one of the live versions this is oh you know what before that someone took the original track and this i this doesn't come up a lot but when it does it's worth checking out somebody took the original track and ran it through a splitter to make a karaoke version so you essentially have like that thing where they just kind of like process down Yes. The lyrics or the vocals. But One they of also... those came up in my deep dive oh, okay. last just... week. Oh. Not this week. Well, no, maybe it was this week. And because it was just, it just was to like, you could just hear the tinny compressed lyrics, like uh, like vocals right. underneath. I, I just didn't think you it was worth bringing. You can still always hear those things in a splitter version, but... You know, it also cuts out a lot of other channels and other, like, instruments. But so it's worth checking out because we'll hear some things in this version that you can't hear otherwise. So let's check this out. This is uploaded by the amazing Doc. And Doc is spelled D-O-K. And this is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas Relying K Karaoke. Uploaded three days ago. Oh, wow. (laughs) I just realized this was uploaded three days ago. Wow. Uh, so. so it's not the one that I found, because the one I found was, I believe, over on, like, GodTube. So. Okay. <laughs> Unless they reposted it over on YouTube. Gotcha. Well, let's check this out. Oh, 
So you're getting that much clearer guitar and getting to hear exactly what kind of distortion is happening there. Kind of, but I do wonder if some of the distortion isn't coming from the processing. No, there's some distortion, but you know, I'm just talking- I mean, there is some distortion in this song. I love the guitars in this song. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. From a technical standpoint, I'm kind of asking, like, how true are we getting to an original sound just without of just these the, instruments? No, it's yeah, pretty, I think when you later a track, you hear pretty much okay. what you can hear with the way that they can, the information can be processed out. So let's hear about, let's see, this is 43 seconds in. I've never noticed that pretty little guitar or mandolin or whatever that is in there. Oh. That's what I was I was talking about that. I was saying how Damn. during the Here We Are as in Golden Days, if you it's it's hard to hear necessarily if you're listening to this song on speakers, but if you listen with the headphones, you will definitely hear this sort of classical guitar that's in the background. Did you did you just like when I was talking about it, were you like, eh? <laughs> I mean just, pretty much. <laughs> I've seen it played live, so I've seen right um, Schnack on a an acoustic guitar. But I don't think they're. I, I have a couple of live videos, and they're not going this full way of like doing this sort of finger picking classical guitar. Right. In the middle. They kind of keep it the more indie rock thing. So let's hear more. Of I this. thought that what you were bringing up was just something that I hadn't particularly caught on to, which is true. Yeah, that's exactly but, what yeah. It was, yeah. It's just it's. This is great that we get to hear this this version. And it brought up so high in this process version. So I had no but, idea about that. That when you did go to those, like you said, splitter tracks, is that I believe that's what you said right. for karaoke versions. That it would. I will bring those now when they show up in my deep dive on websites that don't redirect back to YouTube. I don't understand the science of it specifically because obviously there's like someone who professionally was involved in the track, like Mark Lee Townsend opening up the Pro Tools files archive and showing you individual tracks, or you watch one of those old classic albums, VH1 documentaries, where they do the same thing. There's that. But then somehow you process like a recorded final version of a song through a splitter, and you hear individual elements that apparently are mixed where the data is mixed in such a way. There's a similar thing, which I don't know if there's any mp3 version of this nowadays other than maybe getting one of these programs that can split or attract but when you would have a cd and you had your headphones in if you slowly pulled out the uh connection of the cord of the, your headphone mm-hmm. like the uh, what would you call it the auxiliary like the male end of the headphone plug right if you would slowly pull it out you would get different levels. You would yes. get different channels. Yeah, because I've had like half broken headphones that have done that on where it's like you right. have to twist it, you know, to get exactly, exactly, you know, what you need to hear. So I don't know what the science of that is. And I don't understand how when a track is kind of mixed down and put into an MP3 or a FLAC file or something, how you're able to process out this information and he- and bring up these like, you know, background 
vocals and somebody like, probably knows Daniel. Yeah. You can see my socks probably knows. Maybe he knows. Jimmy World helped me. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Pod Jimmy Pod helped me figure this out. You because... talked to Jimmy World. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big news. <laughs> no, Jimmy Pod helped figure this out because they sometimes splitter tracks specifically, especially because oh. Jimmy Eat World has so many more available demos and like tracks that Jimmy Eat World themselves don't talk about mm-hmm. that like Jimmy Eat Pod has to splitter those tracks to figure out new information about them. They have way deeper tracks than we have as re- for as Reliant K podcast. Oh, like, well, David Park, call up and, and school us. <laughs> no, but he doesn't. I don't think he completely knows as oh. well. And they've talked about what the science of it is gotcha. or whatever. But I did talk to David Park about the fact that I had the Mallrat soundtrack and there's a couple of tracks on the Mallrat soundtrack that are just dialogue from the movie. Like talking, like the scene right. where they're having pretzels and they're talking about what counts as the food court. Sure. And then they talk about can Superman right. impregnate yes. Lois Lane. That whole scene is on the, it's just. Cause the answer Kevin, to that question is yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's happened many times <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, but he has, but. Because Kevin Smith loves his own dialogue on his CD, our little snippets of his dialogue, and I would take my I would take my Sony Walkman or Discman during those scenes that are on the CD. I would pull the cord out of the Discman just a little bit, and then I could hear the walla behind the main actors talking. I could actually hear oh. walla is when 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 there's just like that chatter in the background right. of a scene in a m- movie where it's in a public area. It's just blah, 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 blah. there's actually people talking, and it's there's like you can hear a dad go because it'll rot your teeth <laughs> but you can't hear him you can't hear him in the final mix of the scene in the movie or on the disc but if you pull it out if you pull the thing out just a little bit that's so funny yeah how fascinating so i don't know what the science behind splittered tracks are but let's listen to just a little bit more of this classic guitar solo that's you know so buried in the mix of the final version of this track. So very cool. Did you want to like look? No, at I just was confused things? by the picture that was. In the, I thought it was somebody doing like the the bird box challenge. Oh, so is, is it a, is it a blindfolded person? That's what it looks like. No, I don't understand what the artwork is, but the amazing docs like image on this YouTube video is someone sitting on the ground, crisscross applesauce, and they're like covered in like yellow pollen. And they're sitting on the ground, and I can't oh. tell if it's like the cold. And they're gray, wearing a mask. And they're wearing a mask. There we go. It was I the mask that threw me. This picture. Which is good. Wear a mask. Uh, Santa learned that the hard way, apparently. <laughs> I know. I was here. I heard it. I got to meet oh, Santa. What was that? That was Reliant K performing this song live nice. 11 years ago um, at the Twas the Tour Before Christmas acoustic tour at the Masquerade Atlanta, Georgia. December 5th, 2010. Sick. Check it out. Coming up next on (laughs) Sadie Hawkins Pod.
Okay, and it gets a little blown out there. But this is everyone but Hoops, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who is that? He looks like a My Chemical Romance. <laughs> a My Chemical Romance? Well, I don't know which one. I don't know. One I feel them. like we always default around this time to Justin York, right? Yeah, I I, I believe we don't so. really. We don't. I'm not sure. It could, it could be someone else, whom, whomever. And was there's been it plenty that of time. times that we've heard about where, you know, uh, hoops couldn't tour, and even Tyson couldn't tour. When did you say this was uploaded? 2010, December 2010. So you're looking at the Wikipedia to see if it mentions when uh hoops had to not tour i was just generally googling it okay well while you do that we'll go to a different live version because uh that one gets kind of blown out as it goes so here at the at at canton at the oracle which we've seen this show a couple times at this same show they premiered a bunch of collapsible long songs so sometimes when we've talked about collapsible long tracks we've gone to this show I mean, we've gone to videos from this show. But in this case, they played Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And no less than three people filmed it. So I feel like you could make some sort of VR experience by taking all three versions of these YouTube videos. And like, you know, you could have a th- like a 3D model of what was going on because you get all these different angles. So Reliant K was touring with Sherwood and Des Vale? On the D-E-A-S tour, Vail. on the tour before Christmas, uh, December first through the seventeenth of twenty ten, and playing acoustic sets. Prior to that, they played. They were playing with Paramore, so it, it it's probably Paramore guy. So here is Reliant K at the Oracle in, I believe in in Canton, right? Yeah, <laughs> in, <laughs> I think it's in Canton. I think it was a hometown. Yeah, hometown show, Canton. So, because uh, it doesn't say Canton on the one of the three videos I picked, but it says hometown show. Here we go. I feel like this live performance is a little closer to what is on that on the album. Yeah, because you have all electric guitars going. Right, yeah. exactly. Whereas and Hoops is back. With the acoustic Twas the Tour before Christmas, I feel like it was just, I really feel like it was a worship band. Like it was a, <laughs> I feel like it was more, more church band than Reliant Case specifically is. But yeah, here we go. This is more properly uh rock and i'm gonna skip ahead and see if there's anything even resembling the classical guitar in the background
no, it's just sort of this straight-ahead guitar pop, indie pop thing that I've been alluding to. None of that extra little classical stuff in the background, but that's still cool because it's, like, live or whatever, and obviously you can't do that kind of complicated guitar work live. Like, they make it up. Like, I think it's all really just, like, computers nowadays. What? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just being silly. Of course you can play that kind of stuff live. I'm just being... As we say, a Dorcas Malorcas. <laughs> what else do you have for us? I have all those night cores. You do have a lot of night cores. Did you Pick want, a night core. Did you want to watch one of these night cores? Sure. Let's see. What have we got? So many night cores, and like <laughs> I said, a lot of them are the same. So, okay, here we go. Night core. This is uploaded by Nep Destiny. N-E-P. That's a sick name. N-E-P Destiny, but Destiny is also spelled with a three instead of an E. So here's this Nightcore version. Nice. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be They're making the Yuletide gay. Yeah, I didn't notice the picture on here. Is two anime girls kind of like canoodling. Yeah, it's like one's one's a purple hair lady uh, in a, a Santa outfit. Santa and one's got long dark hair. And she's dressed like a reindeer. And they've got their legs intertwined. It's not, it's not explicit. They're just like, hey. They're hugging. They could be sisters. They're gals being pals. <laughs> Let's see what it sounds like with that guitar underneath in Nightcore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gathered here to us once more. I mean, I can hear it easily now. I don't yeah. know why I never yeah. really heard it until I Same. really concentrated on the song this week. I don't know if something about the Nightcore brings it out even more. <laughs> or if it was always there and we just never noticed it. Uh, so let's hear... Let's look at some f- uh, fan stuff, I guess. Okay. Is this, that not what we were already doing? Well, that was... No, that was Nightcore. I count Nightcore as... Because we do the Reliant K section, we do the fan stuff section, we do the cover section. You've been doing this podcast with me for two years. I was just Nightcore counts as the Reliant K section because as far as I'm concerned, a Nightcore just is the track sped up, which literally it is, but I don't consider that a cover. Even though I also don't consider a guitar cover to be a play along, but I allow the world to say that because you can't fight the tide. You can't fight the tide, but you can eat Tide Pods, but you shouldn't eat Tide Pods. I'm saying you shouldn't eat Tide Pods. I think we've gotten past the Tide Pod thing. So here's a weird thing that I found. There's a couple of house lighting videos, like there always are. Like, you know, the house lighting is programmed Mm -hmm. to blink to the song. But for some reason, this one is officially copyright tagged by YouTube as Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Reliant K. Right? Mm -hmm. Like... YouTube's content ID said, 
this is the Reliant K version. You're right. using it. All your ad revenue is going to go to Christian Capital Music or whatever. Well, let's listen to what they decided, what the algorithms, <laughs> infallible yep. truth of the algorithm right. decided must be Reliant K. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Lakeisha Kruger? Is this her cover? I think I might have a Sydney Blanford. Or is it Owl City? And I looked if Owl City did a song, but this isn't. It could literally be any modern artist. Then I tried to Shazam it and I couldn't figure out what it was. I think this might actually be the new MGK song. So yeah, not relying K. But good for for uh, you know, goatee, capital Christian, whomever is getting that ad revenue for uh, bringing in those <laughs> dollars for that particular number. So there's a couple of different like garage bands, and with years in between them, as many. <laughs> what am I trying to say here? One is like some older guys, like some guys in their twenties. And then That's one is older? like what guys in their twenties? <laughs> you meant like dads. Well, they look like dads. They could be in their late twenties or early thirties. Uh, guys and they in their twenties can be dads. Like, I meant like fifty-year-olds. Those look like dads. Like they look dad age at the very least. Yeah, they do. This is Streetlights, the band Streetlights. Not, I'm sure, not a good name Manifesto? for SEO. Oh. Yeah, not Streetlight Manifesto, but I don't think a band called Streetlights has good SEO worse than that band friends that we saw one time <laughs> who covered <laughs> who covered something by Reliant K so here is their rendition of Reliant K's version of have yourself a merry little christmas performed in some sort of like you know rock and space some sort of little venue <laughs> She's tapping along. She Sorry, was enjoying I was, it. I was into it. <laughs> so and then let's. So that's how the older garage band does it. Let's hear the young kids. Oh, you know, I should have actually got the years that these were performed. So that was Streetlights in two years ago. That was Streetlights two years ago. But let's hear from. Oh, same time. So this is the band Looking Up, and this is a much younger band. Like these are teens, as opposed to that other band of like 20s or possibly early 30s these are younger people same time same time two years ago this is looking up with their version let's see how the young people do it the vital young people move over grandpa look on up (laughs) oh maybe that's what their name refers to
didn't realize they have a female singer as this well. This is like straight up at a house party. Yeah, this, this is, is like, like from a movie. Is this real? Do people <laughs> actually go to these house parties with people playing, like bands playing? Is that a thing? Yeah, that last Were one. Were we just not cool enough for Street that? Streetlights was performing in like a steakhouse or something when I looked closer. Like there yeah, was it was like, like open mic night. Totally made yeah, sense. But this, this one's I'm like, like a this house is party. from a movie or a fanfic. Is this licorice pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's talking about it. <laughs> this looks like a lovely little little rumpus room, but not really a rumpus room, like the basement version of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because there's instruments hanging on the wall, so it could also be some sort of like youth room center or something like instruments are hanging on the wall like like it's a like it's a but all those pictures center. in the corner like definitely leads me to believe that this is a house yeah but the pictures are plastered all over the wall like have like, you been to a house party where love burger plays let us know what's love burger i don't know what love burger is What's Love Burger? Is it a movie? I don't get the reference. Can't hardly wait. Oh, we only watched that at the beginning of COVID because I was like, I want a positive, nice movie. And you were like, oh, this will work. This is Can't Hardly Wait. And I'm like, I've never seen Can't Hardly Wait. And Jessica was like, what? Why? And I was like, because I could wait. I could wait to watch it with you when there's a pandemic. So we'll end on this. <laughs> Do you there's know, no shipping videos to have There's no shipping videos to have yourself a Merry People Little Christmas. People aren't editing together like Danica Keller and, I don't know, Hunky Dude number three, like t- from Hallmark movies to to have shipping videos. There, like I said, there's a, well, there's a Kingdom Hearts. There's always so much Kingdom Hearts with Reliant K on YouTube. Yeah. There's somebody who's just like clips. What's of, up with that? There's uh, so much Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I don't know. Kingdom Hearts and Warrior Cats. Like that's what Reliant K fans of a certain generation huh. love. There's like someone just compiled their favorite clips from their favorite Christmas movies, like all the ones you know, Elf and Die Hard. I don't know, maybe not Die Hard. I'm just kidding. I played Kingdom Hearts on PlayStation 2, the first game, and I like could not get past that damn beach stage. And it's the first stage. (laughs) And I was so frustrated. I was like, I was really into this game, but I can't get past it. That's the introductory. That's like where you (laughs) go to get used to the controls. And then you go do the first mission and you you all have to leave the island. I just turned it off and went back to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 because (laughs) I was failing. And then I helped when I met Jessica. I put in the game for her and I'm like, well, I rented this game. I got a little far. I can help show you. But I still like, I still don't feel like working all the way to the first planet. It's like three years later. Yeah, I don't want to. It's. I don't like Japanese style RPGs because they're so long and there's so much work to do. And that's not really a that's not a proper JRPG because it's still action based. But like, just like the long Final Fantasy stories, like you gotta grind through this town before you even like move on to where you really want to go, which is cool. You want to go meet Tarzan. I don't know what you do in those games. <laughs> I don't either because I never got past the beach stage. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we'll end on this. There are these apps like Shmuel, where it's basically like you take a you take a um, selfie of yourself, and they take songs, and then they I guess splitter in their own way. They process the song to kind of like reduce the lyrics as much as possible, and then you just sing over a badly processed version of the song. This app is called We Sing. And Mark Kristen Valdez, four months ago in the Philippines, because this is Geotag on YouTube, did their We Sing app version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. We've never come across any of these schmool We Sing things before, so I thought this was worth checking out for the first time. So he's wearing uh, corded Apple headphones and is going to sing along with the app, which will process the song. Here we go. Have yourself merry at a Christmas Let your heart be light. I love the art of it's using very cool. Yeah, it is cool. But I love the art of people doing vocal covers using the corded the cor- headphones. The corded Apple headphones. <laughs> especially if they decide to go grab it like right. Mark did here, and then you hear the you hear the <laughs> That's an aesthetic right yeah. there. From now on, well, Jessica, while Mark Kristen Valdez sings us out, how do you feel? about Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Do you like it more, less, or the same? Specifically the Reliant K version and the song overall in the zeitgeist that we call Christmas time. (laughs) I have to say I like it more. The the Reliant K version and I think even the original version. And like props to Judy Garland and to a lesser extent Frank Sinatra for being like yo we need to make this less depressing I love that that's great and I'd also like to say that I rate the new version of the Lil Wayne app as not as good oh you found it because now it's a sports app where Lil Wayne is. it's called Free Wheezy Lil Wayne's Squad up or SQVAD <laughs> and he like goes car racing in a car that looks like the Batmobile but it, it has a symbol on the side of it that looks like the Vox Machina logo from Critical Role and he also does stuff with a skateboard that looks more like a snowboard so well little Wayne I like this song more than before and I wish you little Wayne a merry little Christmas And Merry Little Christmas to all of you. Merry Christmas.